Welcome to the DVM Divas podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to go over the best of season one. We'll go over the best parts of most of the episodes, the best wins, fails, and even the best hacks, just in case you missed it. Join us as we go beyond the stethoscope. Welcome to the DVM Divas podcast. It's no secret that the veterinary profession is made up of thousands of amazing women. In fact, we're more than 60% of the current workforce. But it's also apparent that we've been struggling to stay happy and fulfilled. Well, join us, the DBM Divas, as we take this profession back from discontent. Listen as we explore the concepts that motivate us. Community. Making positive changes. Growth. Compassion and courage. Laugh with us, cry with us, celebrate with us as we define what it means to be a badass woman in veterinary medicine. Hey everyone. So I guess we'll start out with one of the episodes that I have had the most positive feedback on. And it was when we went over imposter syndrome. In case you missed it, imposter syndrome is being in a position where you feel like you are inadequate, you are underqualified, you are in over your head, but you got to get through it and you got to do it anyway. Kind of that fake it till you make it mentality. If you listen to the episode, you will see that all three of us suffer with imposter syndrome. We all have episodes in our life where we feel that we aren't adequate, that we are not meant to be where we are, but we have to learn how not to overcome it but how to actually deal with it and know that you are in the right place at the right time. So I feel like I have imposter syndrome every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I was like, you mean like five minutes ago when I was like, can I really be on a podcast? Can I really be doing this? There are way bigger professionals than me. (laughs) As I sit here with my Chromebook, like, am I really ready for this? It's every day. I mean, every single day. So you know we all deal with it, but we have to learn how to think. Damn right I'm supposed to be here. Sometimes we feel that we have to know all the answers right away, but sometimes it's okay to say you don't know. I've always been okay with saying I don't know. And and I found that if I am just sort of honest when I don't know something, that I actually gain, I think, a little bit more trust and respect from my clients. So many people are just so grateful to have somebody even try to help them that they don't necessarily care that I don't know the answer that minute on the spot in the exam room. During this episode, we also continued to discuss how people view failure and what's the best way of viewing it to help make yourself succeed in life. It all depends on how they view failure. Okay, good point. Do you view failure as you are a failure and therefore not good, inadequate, blah, 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 blah. Or do you have that? I am a learner, a growth mindset where every time you fail, awesome. I just learned something new. I learned that that didn't work and I can learn this now. Like, here we go. About writing everything down and putting it in the cookie jar of all the things you have succeeded at life. You may have also missed our download that was free for you to do this yourself. Don't worry. I'll put it in today's show notes. Have you guys ever heard or read or watched David Goggins? 
No. No. Mm-mm. Oh my Lord. This man is like, I'm not even going to go into details. Y'all can go Google him. We'll put that um, one in the show notes yes. too. So um, I have never gotten brave enough to actually sit down and read his books. I've only watched his interviews and the man is intense. With a capital I. <laughs> Caps lock all the way through. But the point being is one of his biggest takeaways that I took from him is he calls it a cookie jar. And so what you do is you make a list of all the things you've accomplished, all the hard things you've done in your life, not just vet med, not just anywhere, but your whole life. And you physically write it down, or I have to write things down. He didn't write it down. He's amazing. (laughs) But so essentially when he is in the middle of something hard, he reaches in the cookie jar. I did this. I can keep going. Why not try it out? And so like, I literally, I made a little cookie jar and wrote it all in. Yes. But I mean, it's something that's helped. And, you know, yeah, when the imposter syndrome kicks in, it's like, okay, I survived four years of that school. I can handle this client. You know, if it's a really bad day, I actually pull it out and like read. <laughs> I survived Dr. Sellen's small animal medicine lectures. <laughs> I can survive this. Like, any Washington State grads will totally know that one. But. <laughs> Oh my God, if he ever finds out. He's a very <laughs> wonderful, kind man. He really pushed me hard, but I learned a lot and I have never forgotten. I think this episode received such positive feedback is because most people experience imposter syndrome on a daily basis, but nobody really talks about it, which makes it feel like they're alone, when in reality, the majority of the people deal with it. So here's the recap of this episode. Okay. So when it comes to imposter syndrome, I think we are all in agreement. Most of us have experienced it. There are elite few in their lives that are apparently way more adjusted than we are. They haven't dealt with it, but it's normal. It's natural. It's healthy. It's well, maybe not healthy, but it's normal to experience it. And definitely, you know, maybe some ways of, of overcoming it is one, knowing you're not alone. And there's a high likelihood the same, the person in the room with you has experienced it or is actually experiencing it at the same time and being able to recognize the feelings when they happen and being able to take a step back and knowing how you are responding to it. And maybe just start observing yourself, you know, from up above, if you can, you know, recognizing that, okay, this is what I'm feeling and this is what I did. And so that the next time when it happens, maybe you can improve and learn and grow. I hope you all enjoyed the highlights from the imposter syndrome episode. Now for the next episode to be covered is one that can cause a lot of drama in the vet clinic. How do people decide what holidays staff gets to take off? So how do you guys, do you guys do like on call? Do you do, mm-hmm. are you closed like half day before? Or? We are, so for Christmas and New Year's, we are closed a half day for Christmas Eve and a half, we get off at noon, Christmas mm-hmm. Eve and New Year's Eve, closed all day Christmas day, New Year's day, and then back to work the day after, you know, mm-hmm. like normal. So basically a day and a half where the clinic is closed. Now, sometimes if it happens to fall on a weekend, you know, we'll stretch it into the weekend, but we're in a small town and there's just really not options for our clients. So if they need help, we have to be available. So yeah, we do have, I mean, there's always a doctor on call. So even if we're not open, there is somebody available. Mm -hmm. We kind of rotate that through the, the doctors. Yeah. How do you pick your rotation? Like, is it 
I want this weekend off first come first serve. Do you guys rotate through like Mm -hmm. legit? I had Christmas last year. You get Christmas this year. We're working towards that. Should this decision be worked out among associates? Sometimes people have such great relationships with their associates. They can actually figure it out themselves and see what is going to be fair for everyone. Do you mind working that day? And then I'll pick up the day after and you can have Mm -hmm. off. And she was like, oh, absolutely. You should spend that extra day with your kids. And so it's great. Right. Like she, we have a very good relationship where we can work together with each other. And it's nice because when she wants off, I will work for her. While it sounds like they have a great working relationship, sometimes bosses will actually hand the dates to the staff and tell them, figure it out. They actually put all of the support scheduling into the hands of the support team. And like you said, Mm -hmm. and they said, she said, look, they said as the ownership and the management said, these are the shifts that need covered. And, you know, everybody had certain hours that they either were required by contract to work or, you know, whatever everybody's designated hours were, but they let them just kind of work it out themselves, you know, whether what days off they wanted, what the actual, you know, management and ownership had nothing to do with it. And they said, as long as these shifts are covered. So we really want to know what's the best way you figured out how to handle the holiday schedule so everyone feels like they get enough time off to spend with their family. The next episode that we're going to cover had some very controversial remarks. While the public was stating this was such a great idea because it was helping orphaned animals, the veterinary industry had some serious concerns about what was going on. Should a medical doctor be allowed to perform procedures on an animal regardless of if they own them or not? If I actually went and did surgery on an orphan, because honestly, this is what we're talking about. They are orphaned animals. If I went and did surgery on an orphan as a veterinarian. An orphaned human, you're saying. Human, yes, human. People would lose their shit. While some people think this should never occur, others can kind of understand what was going on. Maybe because he was in Atlanta, Georgia, right? It's a pretty big city. You can't tell me there's not other options. I agree to that extent with Maria. But out here where we live, there's not a lot of options. Granted, I'm in Caldwell. We have Boise nearby. That's fine. But there are reservations. There's places like Alaska. There's places that don't have good vet care. People in this industry always talk about how our clients are trying to damage us on social media, how this storm happens and they try to take us down. But in this case, we were the ones that started it and we were the ones that tried to take down this medical doctor. So how can we stop our clients from doing something that will turn around and do to somebody else? I don't understand the people that like, yes, what he did in my eyes is wrong. He should not be doing it. But I would never contact mm-hmm. him directly or sit here and leave these awful reviews on his page because in the end, you have to go the correct route to get him to shut down. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now we're showing now we wouldn't do it for free because we can't afford it to do it for right. free. But on top <laughs> right. of that, we're bad mouthing the guy that will do it for free. So think about how these clients are actually thinking about that. We're yeah. the evil mm-hmm. of all evil at this Where point. Where it's just reinforcing the fact yeah. 
that not fact it's reinforcing the belief <laughs> that yeah we're these evil greedy veterinarians and that's why he had to be there in the first place and the louder we are about it my fear is that like you said that's just going to keep digging us deeper in the hole and that's going to actually work against us and not that the points aren't valid but there's a there's a good way and a not so good way to to make your point and i think we're walking a very that came in wagging her tail, super excited and then bit me. I feel like that's what we are. On one hand, we're asking for sympathy. We're asking everybody to be nice. We have a hard job, mm-hmm. not using a mocking tone intentionally there, but then we turn around right. and we <laughs> bite somebody and we bite them hard. We all came to the conclusion in this episode that when somebody does something like this, Instead of vilifying him and calling him out to lose his license and to get PETA involved, maybe we should redirect it and maybe we should step in and help. He was trying to do something from a place of good. While we may not have agreed with what he was doing, we could be the ones that help facilitate the change so he can do something that's appropriate. During season one, the University of Minnesota came out with an article, different ways that they are trying to battle the suicide rate in our profession. We dove in and picked the article apart to discuss, is this truly what our profession needs or are they still missing something? In some of the schools, and I don't know if UMN is one of them, but but it's, there are there are several schools that are doing pass-fail for part of the vet school curriculum, all of the vet school curriculum. And, and, and obviously, you can probably weigh in since this was something that you personally experienced. But I, it sounds like there are some that even though they're pass-fail, they're still ranking the students, which to me is so counterproductive because it's almost worse because you could pass with an 83%, which is darn good, and be 75th rank in your class out of 100. For that part of the article, we realized it doesn't fix the problem. Nope. It doesn't change because we still had a GPA because that's how they ranked us. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't. Yeah. And I don't think that is a good basis for if you're going to even a stay in veterinary medicine, right? B be able to go on to your internship, residency, whatever else. Mm-hmm. Like grades alone are not great. And they also talked about setting hours for students in clinical year. Is this something that is going to help with suicide rate in our profession, though? I had designated times and I wasn't stressed. I got to go to my niece's baptism. They let me go home early when my niece was born, when we had a huge snowstorm. They were very good to us. While fourth year clinical rotation set hours may not actually stop suicide later in our profession, what may stop suicide or maybe decrease the occurrence is having boundaries for ourselves Because I set boundaries that this is what I can do and that's it. And a lot of people say to me, you know, how did you get your hours? How did you only work? How do you only work what you work? Like, I don't understand how you got that. And I said, because I set boundaries for myself. 
While setting boundaries is wonderful and great for our work-life balance, there will be days that we have to go in or we have to stay late when we really don't want to. That is the reality, is that you're going to have long, grueling shifts. So should we prepare ourselves in school with guidance and mentorship to teach us how to deal with that? Knowing that it's not the ideal, but there's still going to be times when you have to. So not letting it completely ruin your day, your week, your month. I am not saying that we should normalize to that and we should accept that as normal all the time. That is not what I'm saying. I think we do need to make some big shifts in our profession to set those boundaries, like you said, Maria, to have more control over our schedules. And I think there is a huge area of improvement to do that. But there's going to be days when life sucks. They also cover in this article about scholarships because they realize that the debt to income ratio for veterinarians is astronomical. They're concerned that with this debt to income ratio, the student loan burden can definitely be contributing to it. Head on over to Less Stress Vet School in season one and take a listen. You won't be disappointed. Well, normally I would actually insert part of the podcast into this. I think you need to actually listen to it to get the full effect about the passion that comes across from Maria. In season one, we got to interview Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, also known as the Derm Vet. You may be following her on Instagram. You may be following her on Facebook. You may even have heard her new podcasts, but she is a dermatologist that wants to show the world how exciting dermatology can be. So how did she choose dermatology? So I always joke that the anesthesiologist was the first one who actually put the idea of dermatology in my head. But then it progressed from there that when we had dermatology and when we had dermatopath, I loved it. And I think the big thing for me was it's really visual. I'm a very visual person. I also had the idea that I probably wanted to specialize because for me, I'm a very achievement driven person. Like I love to achieve things. And I think there's amazing general practitioners out there, but there was just certain things that I didn't love. Like I didn't love neurology. I didn't love like cardio for me. I, I realized that I wanted to be the person that was really good at one thing that could help other veterinarians because I was going to know that one thing really, really well. Yeah. So it was a bit of a journey to get to dermatology, but it started with the idea from the anesthesiologist. And then I love the visual aspect of it. And then it branched out from, you know, what it's become today. In this episode, she talks about internships and residencies and making sure you choose the right one. With her busy schedule, she's also a beach body coach. You know, depending on what you want to do, an internship is not an internship. Like sometimes I'd hear people say, like, it's just, it just have to do an internship. It doesn't matter. It, it actually really matters a lot. Right. So you want to make sure you research, you talk to people because a year goes by fast, but it's a really important year. And you want to make sure you put yourself in a good situation. As far as a residency, make sure you truly love it. Her being a beach body coach is what helped the derm vet come to life. To hear about it more, don't forget to check out our podcast, The Derm Vet Part 1. Are you interested in developing your own Instagram brand? Then check out www.snoutschool.com backslash start and get your free starter kit on how you can build your own Instagram brand just like Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, The Derm Vet. Just like our other podcasts, let's move into the best whens, fails, and hacks of season one. So here are some of the best hacks that we have during season one. Of course, they're the shorter version of them. So if you really want to hear the full long version of each of these hacks, 
don't forget to check out their episodes. This hack comes from imposter syndrome. Melissa talking about a cheaper option than using those expensive mats on tables. So yeah, if you need an exam room cushion, yoga mat or anti-fatigue floor mat is the way to go because it's just enough cushion. It stays put on the table, easy to clean and fairly inexpensive. This hack is from Anne. If you want to hear more and the reason why behind it, check out the Holiday Leave episode. It's kind of a mom hack, but I think you could use it no matter what phase of life you're in. When the girls were little, my sister gave me this tip where you layer your mattress sheets. Mm. So you have like a mattress protector and then your Mm. fitted sheet and then a mattress Mm -hmm. protector and then your fitted sheet. This next hack comes from Melissa, little upset about her red wine. If you want to see what she does, check out MDs in Vet Med. Really prefer wine. They really love red wine. I'm particularly for you. Which is a, it's a problem for me. Now, as we typically do in all of our episodes, let's head on over to some hacks, wins, and fails you may have missed. Now, here are some of the greatest wins in season one. To get the full version of each one, don't forget to check out the individual episode. This one comes from imposter syndrome, where Maria talks about how great security cameras can sometimes be. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, so that way you can see this hilarious video. Well, I was in a room with a diabetic cat, and his anal glands were full, and I finished his anal glands, and I'm pulling off my gloves, and I turn around, and all of a sudden I see my technician get smacked across the face. All I have to say is thank God for security videos. Here's a great one for everyone, just in case you forgot, to check out the full one and the story behind it, listen to MDs in Vet Med. Licking the floor is GI related. <laughs> but not only that, is the other thing I want people to realize is that everything they teach you to vet, teach you in vet school is actually there. And don't second guess yourself. Here's a good one. Starts off at something you think would be a fail, but you can see how Anne quickly turns it around. I'm going to give you a little preview. Had gone out and run all the errands that you could possibly run. The girls had been really good. So sometimes as we do, uh, we go get coffee and smoothies on the way home. Just a, yay, you guys did a good job. Thanks for being good kiddos. We had a long day. Good job. I appreciate you. So we went and got our smoothies. Deal is, in the car, if you get a smoothie, you don't take the lid off. Well, you know how that goes. Lid came off. Smoothie got dumped all over the inside of my car. So I was kind of frustrated and upset. Uh, But we got home and I said, you know what? Let's turn this around. I need to clean my car. Want to check out the full when and see what she does to turn it around? Check out Less Stress Vet School. We all have the fails. This fail comes from Anne. You know what? With life getting so busy, sometimes we just can't get to everything on time. This fail comes from MDs in Vet Med. But the middle child this year, I finally got her picture taken. Her birthday's in April. Wait, wait, what? Her birthday's in April? And I just took her picture like two Mm -hmm. weeks ago. In this episode, I know we did not cover all of our podcasts from season one. So stay tuned. We soon will be releasing part two of the best of season one.
Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the DVM Divas podcast. Want to know more about us? Then visit our website at dvmdivas.com or find us on all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and even LinkedIn. Just look for at DVM Divas. We can also be reached by email at admin at dvmdivas.com. Don't want to miss an episode? Be sure to subscribe. And while you're at it, rate, review, and share. Your online love really does help. And tune in next week as we once again go beyond the stethoscope.